Welcome to Weird World, podcast of the weird in this world. I'm Dean. I'm Erin. I'm Carrie. You can tell we do our intros with zero preparation. (laughs) Today, we are going to enjoy and be intrigued by and be amazed by and be mystified by Carrie, who's going to tear something from today's headlines, but also from the headlines of 1986, I believe. Three? Mm -hmm. Okay. Take it away, Carrie. Well, we are going to talk about the mysterious disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. Have you ever heard of her? If you've been paying attention to the news lately, you should have heard of her. Mm. <laughs> Carrie sounds angry if you haven't. Call out. <laughs> if you haven't, you suck. Those who are informed. <laughs> We're going back to 1983, like Dean said. When I was just a youngster in high school. (laughs) I was not alive. You were not. Not even close. Emanuela was 15 years old. Emanuela. She was one of five children. I don't know the birth order. I don't even know the siblings. One brother and... Call yourself out. At least two sisters. So there could have been two brothers or three sisters. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the parents were Urkel. No, Urkel. They were not Urkel. E R C O L E. I'm. I just say we go with Urkel. Urkel, probably because this is Italy. I would do a catchphrase joke right now, but I don't remember his catchphrase. What was Urkel's catchphrase? Damn, I didn't watch that. Show. Yes, my God, how do you know that? Again, you were not alive when he was. On what television. is it, Aaron? Did I do that? She's really? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, Okay. What family matters, right? Yes. Oh my God, how are you doing this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, and her mother's name was Maria. Oh, okay. That's the Orlandi right. family. Guess where they lived? Italy? The Vatican. They actually Ooh. lived in the Vatican? They lived at the Vatican. Lived on the premises of the Vatican? Yes. The tiny... They were citizens of the Vatican. What? They were Vatican city, city citizens so or whatever. So they're just like normal ass people who are not like... Relig- well, I'm Core sure they're G-B. religious. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought the Vatican population was based on the Pope and his Same. Aides, I thought it was only clergymen. Know, some helper well, her father was like worked for the Pope. So. I know, but you think you could work at the Vatican and live, not live there. in Rome. I didn't yeah. know. So people are, are living in the Vatican? There's like apartments and stuff? I don't know. I mean, it's like less than a square mile, right? It's a few I blocks. totally move there. It's, it's tiny. It's the smallest country in the world. There's one sure. Target. There's a Starbucks. <laughs> That's it. There's <laughs> no power center. Target. There's no mall. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've seen differing accounts of what her father did. I saw something that said he was an employee of the Vatican Bank, but I also... Oh, there we go. But I saw that he actually worked in the household of the the Pope. Was he like an accountant or something like that? He's something to do with... Like something clerky. Clerky. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I don't really know. Like, let's call him an accountant clerk? We're just kind of merging those things? Yeah. Why not? So the children basically had, you know, they could run around Vatican Gardens and have all kinds of fun. Looking up the Pope's skirts, <laughs> just like tripping him from behind, playing tricks on him. He played hide yeah. and seek with him. Where are you kids? I know he was Polish at the time, but I don't do a Polish accent, so I did yeah. a bad Italian one. Yeah, the Pope at the time was John Paul II, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. Dean knows his Popes. Okay. <laughs> Emanuela was in her second year in high school. Uh, Liceo Scientifico. Yeah. She went to high school in Rome. 
And the, the we're uh, in June of 1983. So the school year had ended. She was on summer vacation. But during summer vacation, she was still taking flute lessons three times a week oh, yeah. in Rome at the Tommaso Ludovico da Victoria School, which was connected. You said that, with, by the way, our listeners in Italy are going, oh my God, that, that was the perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're saying like that too. Perfect. They're saying it in English with an Italian accent. It's weird. but mm. Well, this music school was connected to the Pontifical Institute of Sacred Music. Oh, wow. Ooh. So that's a big deal. Yes. Sacred music. She was, mm. yep. yep. She was also part of the choir of the Church of Santa Ana de Paula. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's even in, better. Actually, in the Vatican. So blah, blah, they did blah. a lot of Jethro Toll covers and uh, <laughs> some, I can't think of literally any other songs with a flute. But Looks like it's Paula Frenieri. Is what now? Paula Frenieri. Is what? The church. Okay. Santa Ana Just de keep saying the name. Paula Frenieri. Paula Frenieri. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no Italian in me, believe it or not. <laughs> Do you want some? <laughs> I don't know that I'm Italian. Hey, I, don't I have a little bit? You North claim of, to. My grandma said I did. Uh, your grandma said a lot of things. Yeah, she was wrong on a few things. <laughs> she also said I was a Native American. Not yes. a bit. Native American, Scottish, Same so close. Thing. Anyhow, Emanuela would take the bus to her flute lessons, and she would just get off the bus after a few stops. And then walk 600 to 700 feet. Wow, they've mapped it out. Into the class. Yeah. 180 to 210 meters for Sorry. Dean. So not very far. And the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So this was June 22nd, 1983, and Manuela was actually late for her flute class. So she gets on a bus. What time is it again? Sorry. I didn't tell you what ah, time it was. Well, there you go. She I'm just goes to her flute lesson. Well, really? Mm-hmm. Morning, afternoon, evening. Come on, man. I don't know. I do oh, not you're know. killing me. She had actually asked a friend of hers named Orlando to ride with her on the bus to class, but he did he couldn't because he had other things to do. And um, he's kicking himself now. He should. So so we know she gets on the bus to go to school. Yes. To flute lessons, rather. Yes. We don't or do know if she got off the bus. Well, could would you like to hear the rest of the story? No, I'm, I want to just... I, did I say the end? <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> Hold your horses. So um, later that day... I'm, I'm crying, by the way, right now for our audience. <laughs> I'm weeping softly. Later that day, presumably after her flute lesson, mm-hmm. Emanuela called home from payphone. Oh, okay. And she talked to one of her sisters. She told her sister that she was late for her flute lesson because she had gotten a job offer from an Avon representative. Fuck yeah. Who Wait she, a second. She told her sister she had been late for yes. her flute lesson, not that she was now running late. So no, it was correct. after. Okay. It was afterwards. Okay. Got it. Because she got this job offer from an Avon rep who she allegedly met with shortly before her lesson. So this is presumably what meant made her late. She ran into her and said, Oh my God, you look like an Avon lady. Lady. Was, uh, or like it was prearranged. We do not know. Hmm. We don't. I don't know if she was that specific with her sister, or if this was all she told her sister. So some Avon rep said you would be a great Avon mm-hmm. multi-level marketing scam victim, mm-hmm. like all Avon representatives who she, are scam victims. Yep. 
She also told a girlfriend of hers about this Avon offer. Uh, sponsors Avon, by the way, after <laughs> yeah. that glowing. Your sister did Avon for a while. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, this friend of this friend of hers left Emanuela at the bus stop. So she was there. I'm guessing she was another music school student. Oh, so she she got after the lesson. She got on the bus to go home, presumably. Yes, and like Emanuela that. told her at the bus stop about the Avon thing. Okay. And this girl, this girlfriend that she told, did not get on the bus with her, but left her there. And she said there was another girl there waiting at the bus stop with Emanuela. Who knew Emanuela? Emanuela? I don't know. We don't know. So we don't. Okay. But then, and I don't know who reported this, Dean. Mm-hmm. Just heading you off at the pass there. Eman- anyway. Emanuela was allegedly seen getting into a large, dark-colored BMW. Spooky. And that BMW may or may not have had an Avon bag inside what? of it. What? So who saw her? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets into a big old BMW. WS, she called him Beamer, that's Italian. And the witness said, I guess maybe there was an Avon bag in the mm-hmm. BMW. That's, that's a weird thing to say, but okay. Yeah. Okay. It would make sense if it was the girl, the girlfriend. Yeah. But it also, obviously, this whole thing could have been a ruse to get her to get into your car. Correct. The whole potential job with Avon. Mm-hmm. And since then... She has never been seen again. Damn. Never seen again. I'm writing that down. So here we go. Okay. I do not know what her parents did that day when she didn't come home. Oh, really? I'm sure they freaked out. But they waited until the next afternoon. Wow. This is 1983, right? Yeah. I mean, she was 15. I mean, missing kids were still, yeah, 15 is old enough to like, oh, she's with friends. To be out all night? I know. Yeah. We can't, she's. Without saying anything? I know, that's weird. Yeah. Not telling the popo. Well. Which is another Italian term, popo. Well, you know what the popo did in those days. What? She's probably ran away. She's probably (sighs) with a boy. She's probably with her friends. But so anyway, what her parents did was they called the director of the music school. Really, and and they and to ask if any of her classmates had any information about where she might have gone, and they called the police. The police suggested waiting because perhaps the girl was with friends. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But then, when they told them probably that you know they've tried all of her friends, she was officially declared a missing person that day. So the day after her music lesson. So over the next two days, stories of her disappearance were being published in the newspapers, along with the telephone number of the Orlandi house. Could you imagine? Wow. Yeah. That call, if you, call the Orlandis if you've seen their daughter. To be yeah. harassed? I don't wow. know. That's weird. Well, I wonder if they felt it was a kidnapping or possibly a kidnapping, but just with a really inept kidnapper who didn't leave a note or contact the people yeah. they wanted money from. I mean, they might have thought it had something. It could have been a kidnapping. I'm sure they did think it was. I don't a think kidnapping. in '83 in Italy they went right to, you know, what we would think right now is yeah. that she was trafficked. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't think they'd think that at all. They'd think runaway. Yeah. They'd think kidnapping. They'd think with friends. Yeah. So a fair amount of political turmoil in Italy in, still in 83. Yeah. Vatican serial killer, maybe. Mm. Vatican serial killer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you just wrote a cheap mystery novel. I like it, Terry. Well, two days later, on Saturday, June 25th, at 6 p.m., the Orlandis received a phone call from a young person who claimed to be a 16-year-old boy named Pierluigi. Mm. Fuck yeah. It's a good name. 16, the 16-year-old boy said that he and his fiance Really? had met Emanuela in a place called Piazza Navona that afternoon, that Saturday, and he mentioned her having a flute. Mm-hmm. He described her hair and oh. the glasses met her that day. Yes. So two days, this is two or now three days. This is three days, right? You said the 25th. This yep. is three days after she's kidnapped. Yes. Okay. And no, after she was m- missing. Oh, I'm missing. Sorry. Do you know something we don't know, Dean? No. Yeah, <laughs> stuck on that. Okay. Stop so, looking at me. Like I said, Pierre Luigi okay. mentioned her hair, her flute, and the glasses that she didn't like to wear, along with some other details that actually, you know, that were correct about her. Yeah, but... But, yeah, who knows? Very easy to hoax. According to him, she had just had a haircut and introduced herself to him and his fiance as Barbarella. Oh, my God. And he said that she told them that she had just run away from home and was selling Avon products. (laughs) What the fuck? Wow, that is... So he seems to have knowledge. You know, I, I don't know what all no, was doesn't. published in the paper. Yeah, I, I will. I would. Yeah, be, he has know. the knowledge of, of what she looked like from the paper. His knowledge that she was a flautist and she was coming from her flute lesson. I posited from the paper. Would be shocked if they if the mentions of the Didn't Avon the weren't Avon in the paper. Why would you not? I, I, the witness talked about the Avon bag that she was. I, I will guarantee. I can't huh. guarantee it, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure all that information was available in the paper. I'm going to need a guarantee, Dean. 99.999. You need okay. 100. 100 then. 100 it is. Okay. Talk me into it. Well, so then on June 28th, another man called. Can you guess what his name is? What? You don't know. Mario. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh, Mar- yeah. No. <laughs> Mario Luigi. Mario Luigi. <laughs> What's his name? Mario. Yes. Yeah. Called. He claimed that he owned a bar at a place called Ponte Vittorio, which is between the Vatican and the music school. Carrie, we know what Ponte Vittorio is. Don't, <laughs> don't patronize us. Well, he said that a new customer came in named Barbara. Oh, God. And that she... The Barbarella thing, was that publicized? Not that I'm aware of. In the of, newspaper. Because the phone call was just two days later, or actually three days later. Hmm. I wonder. I, I wonder if the Barbarella thing wasn't in newspaper newspapers after he called that would be weird why i wouldn't i would not be surprised at all if it was i would be surprised if it was why 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 would the police tell the papers we got a phone call They find out everything and they publish yeah maybe i don't know i don't know what italian papers were like in 1983 i I, I used to read la figaro that's french (laughs) my bad i used to read the turin turin news world quite regularly i like sarah play and i read all of them well, he said that this new customer, Barbara, had told him she was a fugitive from home, Jesus. but that she would be going home for her sister's wedding. 
A new customer at the bar, the 15-year-old customer, yes. customer <laughs> at the bar. Well, I'm yeah. a 15-year-old fugitive. <laughs> I, I would so like a, a gin and tonic. Yeah. Well, in 1983, I'm sure 16-year-olds could probably get um, wine. 15. Well, you know, okay. she could have lied and said she, she's 16. <laughs> she put her flute down in the bar and ordered an amaretto. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might, be, I might be wrong, but couldn't 16-year-olds in Europe probably drink beer and wine? Sure. Let's say yes. Maybe only if they're with their parents. I don't know. But anyhow, I guess I should have looked that up. Inferior research. But anyway, she said she was going home for her sister's wedding. On June was her sister having a wedding? I don't know. On June 30th, Rome was plastered with 3,000 posters with Emanuela's photograph. Then on July 3rd, which happened to be a Sunday, Pope John Paul II... During the Angelus, which I did do my Cracker Jack research and looked this up. And you say words like Cracker Jack. As a very... Not in the context of candy, but go ahead. As a very lapsed Catholic, I had no idea what it is. What is it called again? Angelus? The Angelus. Okay. You know what it is? Mm, yeah, but, but tell me. Tell the, tell the listeners. Okay? It's a prayer that's delivered by the Pope every Sunday at noon. Okay, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Oh, the Angelus. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I misunderstood you. Sure. I kind of skimmed at what it's about. I I'm don't know. a very, very lapsed Catholic, as in never have yeah. been a Catholic. Yeah, it has something to do with good, Virgin you know, Mary and sure. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Virgins. <laughs> but so anyway, during that prayer, he appealed to those responsible for Orlandi's disappearance, therefore concluding on his own that it was possibly a kidnapping hmm. and kind of made that hypothesis official. Are people who kidnapped her for whatever reason. Uh, By now, with no communication with the parents whatsoever, a kidnapping seems highly unlikely. Yes. Unless they killed her accidentally. Well, coincidentally, two days after the Pope kind of talked about it like it was possibly a kidnapping. What did the Pope know? And when did he know it? The Orlandi family received the first of a number of anonymous phone calls. The first was that she was supposedly kidnapped by a terrorist group demanding the release of Mehmet Ali Aga. Uh, that's the he was Turk who tried to assassinate the Pope. Correct. The Turkish man who shot the Pope in May 1981. Didn't give any other information other than that, that she was taken by them. Then, yeah, that's the, yeah. 100 million percent fake. And they just were trying to use that event to... Uh, why? What? A hundred million percent. A billion percent. There's no chance of that being true. And they're, they're going to wait weeks. Eight, they want to wait two weeks to, to make that. That's stupid yeah. to make that request. It's more like a week. But no, yeah. she, got, she, got, she went missing on the 22nd. This is the um, July 5th because I'm doing a timeline. Oh, Someone Lord. has to. <laughs> so it was almost two weeks. It was 13 days, so and, and they're we're gonna wait nearly two weeks to make that yes. request. Is this ridiculous? They forgot they had her. Oh, that's right. Why were we oh, kidding yeah. up again? Hold on, let's think of it. Oh my God, somebody just thought Maybe of it. Maybe they were just letting everybody sweat. Nope. Yeah. And, and it just so happened to be after, after the Pope exactly. Made his yeah, not not buying it. Well, then they started re- receiving other calls, including one from a man who identified himself as the American. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 he didn't identify himself. They kind of called him the American because he kind of had an American accent mm-hmm. or he was faking an American accent. Mm-hmm. 
But would, he, would, it, would their American accent, would an Italian's American accent be as good as my Italian accent? Yeah. Probably. Right. Okay. But he actually played a, vo- a recording of, of Emanuela's voice over the phone. Oh. Supposedly. Yeah. Now, who knows? Well, what did, do we know what the parents said about the, uh-uh. that it was her voice? Mm-mm. Mm. A few hours after that phone call, the Vatican got another phone call by the same man suggesting an exchange, you know, that they exchanged Manuela for Aga. So it's the same people. Yes. He mentioned, oddly enough, the Mario and Pierluigi phone calls. Yeah. Why is it oddly enough? And said that they were members of the same organization. Yeah, no, they weren't. The Mario and Pierluigi were just two hoaxes. These things always generate... Because remember, this was a huge story in in Rome and Italy then. So those kinds of cases... The Pope was dark about it. Yeah. But even before the Pope talked about it, it was a huge... You said it was was major coverage two days right after she was declared missing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, those kinds of sick assholes. I didn't characterize it as major coverage. It it was. From what I read, it was a big, big, big story. I imagine it was. Well, certainly by this time, there was... um, you know, 3,000 yeah. posters po- of yeah. her posted around yeah. Rome. So, so they would have read about those two earlier calls, I'm sure, right? They must have. They must have. And then they just piggyback on that. See, yeah, they're all in the same group trying to get Aka out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dicks. Well, then on July 6th, so the next day, a man with a young sounding voice and an American accent called the ANSA or ANSA news agency of that demand that they exchange Emanuela for Aga. Is that how you say it? Aga? It's spelled A G C A. A G C A with a little tilde or whatever over the G. Over the G? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't speak Turkish. No. Yeah. Or little. Uh, well, because when you read uh, the Turkish newspapers... Well, because I, I read you all should. of them, I do occasionally yeah. the Istanbul Times, yeah. and I <laughs> am a fan of their crossword. So anyway, they called the Vatican, and they wanted the Pope to intercede within 20 days. Given the Pope a deadline, yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He's got a Pope mobile now. He's not afraid yeah. of anything. And that a basket in the public square near the Parliament would contain proof that they had Emanuela. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Well, the proof, pinky. no, yeah. not her pinky. The proof was supposed to be photocopies of her music school ID, a receipt, I guess, supposedly that she would have, maybe for Avon products. No, from the Vatican Starbucks. We, we, oh, that's yeah. true. Pretty clear about that, Karen. The and right next to the Target. Not, ironically, it's right next to a Pete's Coffee. It's actually it's it's pretty competitive. They love it. The Cardinals love it. And a note handwritten by Emanuela herself. Oh, okay. However... The magistrate who was overseeing Emanuela's case did not believe that there was a credible connection between Orlandi's supposed abduction and the Pope's attempted assassination. Yeah, there's zero evidence for it. Yep. So what does that mean? So So they did not agree. Oh, I see. They had to agree. But wait, weren't they going to leave the evidence there anyway? I mean, they have to prove they have her. Yes, but I'm I'm assuming they didn't do that. Okay, so they just didn't. Yeah. On July 8th, so just two days after that, a man with allegedly a Middle Eastern accent 
phoned one of Emanuela's classmates, huh. which is odd to me, yeah. saying that he had Emanuela and that they had, again, 20 days she. to exchange her for Aga. 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 <laughs> just to say Aga. He also asked for a direct telephone line with the then Secretary of State, Agostino Casaroli. So they he invented a- the casserole, little down the <laughs> So they actually installed, I guess, like a dedicated telephone line. From these, to, for these for people these, to call? Yeah. The, the Vatican did? It was installed. Wait, no, well, no not the Vatican. This, this is, Yeah, okay. Secretary of State. I'm assuming that's Italy, right? Secretary of State. Huh. Yeah. That's not, our Secretary of State is position is always called foreign minister in other countries, so I'm, I don't know what that... Uh, that's yeah. probably different. That's not... I don't think that's what we... We think of as Secretary yes. of State. Well, they installed this line on July 18th, and a total of 16 phone calls were made by the American from different telephone booths, Jeez. public phones around the city. Weird. To that... To Casseroli. Yeah. Saying what? I don't know. Hi, how you doing? We're probably wanting to talk about making the exchange. Going to give us Aga yet? No? Okay, I'll call you tomorrow and ask again. Yeah, probably. But, you know, they didn't didn't believe, you know, because clearly they hadn't offered any proof that they had Emanuela. Yeah. yeah, Even though they said they could. Come on, we have her. No, you don't. Come on. We do have her. Hold on. Hi, it's me, Emanuela. See? We have her. Now give us the money and Aga. Yep. So then, that's basically it. There's no more... So eventually they, they gave up their little ploy. Yeah, and because nobody really believed that. No. So trail goes cold. There really isn't a, any trail for them to, to look at. I'm assuming the police were doing what they could. I, I don't know what they had in those days, if they had, you know... Any kind of surveillance, you know, well, she gets security into cameras and dish. stuff like that. She gets in a BMW that day, and she's, she's gone that night. So that's... Assuming I mean, that's true. You can't really blame them. Yeah. Well, then... In well, wait, wait, wait. Her friend said she saw her get into uh, the BMW, right? Uh, it Was didn't it? actually say that. The uh, friend said she left her at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. There was another girl there, and then it was just the way it was worded, and what I read was she was seen. So some witness said, I think I saw her. Yeah. So we don't know that for sure. So I don't know for sure who saw her. Okay. All right. So they have next to nothing to go on. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Already. Yeah. Which is really rather sad. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Well, then we're going to fast forward to May 2001. Mm -hmm. The parish priest of- was alive. You were. Barely. Woo-hoo. Barely. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. No, very little yeah. of it. Since you were two. Yeah. The parish priest of the Gregory VII Church near the Vatican discovered a human skull. <gasps> it was kind of small, and oh. it didn't have a jaw, Ugh. but he found it in a bag with an image of Padre Pio in a oh. confessional. Really? Mm. How Padre Pio freaky was a, would that be? You know who that was? I do not. Uh, he was a... Famous priest who has stigmata. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. I think he was still alive at that point. So he, but he was very kind of popular among the Catholics. Yeah. Well, it um, was not officially identified as Emanuela's, and then her father died in ni- in two thousand four. Hmm. Rip. 
So the, the skull, then really? Yeah, it doesn't say that they identified who it was, but it, that it was never officially identified hmm. as Emanuela's. And why they think it should be Manuela's, I don't know. Maybe well, because it was found in a church. Yeah. And, and she's connected to the Catholic Church. And just, I mean, there probably weren't a ton of missing 15-year-olds. Well, there was another missing teenager who, coincidentally, she was from Rome. She did not live at the Vatican. (laughs) No, most people in Rome did not. Yeah. And she went missing 40 days Hmm. before Emanuela. So I think a lot of people think there is a connection. No word on whether she had been contacted by the Avon representative. Yeah, yeah. They need to look into that. So now we're going to talk about the theories. They need to bust Avon. Theories of um, Emmanuel. What happened to her? Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one is the the Orlandi Aga connection. Like we said, Mehmet Ali Aga was the Turkish man who shot the Pope in 1981. At one point. He had said that Emanuela had been kidnapped by Bulgarian agents of the Grey Wolves. Aga, he he spun a lot of conspiracy theories, often involving Bulgarian secret police. Yeah. Grey Wolves were a a, uh, right-wing... Turkish. Organization. Ultra-nationalist, neo-fascist youth organization that he was actually a member of. Sometime after that, he gave an interview with Italy's state television from prison while he was still in prison, saying that Emanuela was alive, that she was fine, and she was living in a cloistered convent. Because he'd know in prison. He denied any direct knowledge of what happened to her, though, saying that he had just made some logical deductions, and that's how he figured this out. I I know my friends, and they put her in a (laughs) convent, so (laughs) she's fine. He had no evidence to support anything that he said, and they just, I think, disregarded him. He was kind of a crazy asshole. Yes. In mid-2000, a judge declared that Emanuela, by then she was an adult, was living a perfectly integrated life in the Muslim community, and that she had probably lived for a long time in Paris. A judge said this? Yes. A delusional, weird judge who... What the hell? It says he remains the only supporter of this idea. Sure. And yeah. Because the um I guess the was the were the Grey Wolves were Muslim, right? It was a Muslim group. Yeah. So that's what he's I think he's he's taking what August said and taking Way it to be true. Too seriously. Yeah. Yes. What an idiot. He was yep. an Italian judge. Yeah. He's just an idiot. You want his name? Yeah. Ferdinando Impossimato. Ferdinando, you're an idiot. Yep. Sounds like a fear mongerer. Yep. I'm just a delusional dingbat. Uh, I said it, dingbat. Yeah. I could watch my language, I know, but still. That's just that's We're going to get that explicit rating now, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's a knucklehead. Well, then in 2006, Aga wrote a letter that was published claiming that Emanuela and the other girl who had gone missing just 40 days before her, her name was Mirella Gregory, that they were abducted as part of a plan to secure his release from prison. Failed. This time, he claimed that they were whisked away to a royal palace in Liechtenstein. He's going to wait 23 years to mention that. Yep. Okay. 
He was actually temporarily released from an Istanbul prison after he served 25 years in Italy and Turkey because I guess he murdered somebody else, a prominent Turkish journalist. But then they figured out that this this release was a mistake. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah, they quickly nabbed him and put him back in prison. Oh, my. Deter- wow. Weird. Why are the Italians ever give him up? I don't know. I would have absolutely not. Well, maybe because of the murder of the Turkish. So what? I know. You can have him when he's dead. You can have his corpse. Yeah. I don't know. But um, he was permanently released in January 2010. Good Lord. Yeah. I don't know why. They wouldn't have kept him. But anyway. So then in November. Well, that was after Erdogan took over, I believe. So he was a right-wing. The current president of Turkey yeah. was a right-wing nationalist. So I don't know that, but yeah, there might be a connection there. So anyway, November 2010, Aga was interviewed by state television in Turkey for the first time since his release from prison, where he declared that the Vatican organized the assassination attempt, and he claimed that Emanuela was being kept as a prisoner by the Vatican. <laughs> okay. And was living in a Central European country as a nun in a Catholic monastery. I can't be more specific than that. I know. Mm -hmm. He also said that her family could see her whenever they wanted to. Jesus. But she wasn't allowed to leave the monastery. So I guess they'd have to go to her. I think it's safe to say... He's cuckoo. ...that none of these little yarns are true. No, that's utter nonsense. Second theory is... An organized crime theory. The mob. Theory two. The mob. Yep. Got it. I guess their mob is called Banda della Magliana. And they have something to do with the whole Vatican Bank thing. Yeah, the Vatican Bank is notoriously corrupt and involved with organized crime. Yes. So in 2000... At the time, I don't know if that's still true. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I don't know either. But in 2011, a former member of this organized criminal organization, um, his name was Antonio Mancini. (laughs) He implied that Manuela's kidnapping was part of, you know, a bunch of stuff that they were doing against the Vatican in order to force the restitution of large amounts of money that they had lent to the Vatican Bank through Roberto Calvi's Banco Ambrosiano. Uh, yeah. And he was killed, right? Yeah, Roberto we'll have to do Calvi. That one of these days. It's yeah. still an unsolved mystery, but he was hung in London. Yeah. So, as a suicide, uh, hung himself under a bridge with so low that his feet were touching the water. Yeah. It's just a, a clear case of murder, but... Yeah. So they were saying that this was a part of an attempt to essentially... What, for, scare the Vatican, extort the Vatican into giving the money they, they said the Vatican owed them? Yes. Yep. Um, seems a little indirect. Yeah. Just a, just a hair <laughs> indirect. You know, who else might, might get uh, you know, anyone else connected with the Vatican might be a better target and be more useful in terms of forcing the Vatican's hand, like her dad, for instance. Yeah. So. Well, there was a, a gangster named Enrico De Pettis, De Pettis, something like that, who I had read somewhere that he was actually buried on Vatican on the Vatic, in the Vatican somewhere. Is he the one in the Teutonic graveyard? Cemetery? No. Okay. 
But it's weird because yeah. it was kind of weird. Why would a criminal be, yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. usually only religious people or whatever, people mm-hmm. of some status, right, yeah. are buried there. But the Vatican, or, or they um, opened the, his tomb in 2012 because he died in 1990. And they took DNA samples because there had been an anonymous call actually to an Italian television program in 2005 that said that they would find Emanuela buried in De Pettis' tomb. De okay. Yeah. So they said that there was evidence that would help the police explain her disappearance and that a former girlfriend of De Pettis said that he had confessed to her that he kidnapped Emanuela. Okay, of uh, Depetis. Yes, a former girlfriend of Depetis said Depetis told her he yes. had kidnapped Emanuela. So the Vatican allowed them to open his tomb, and they didn't find any evidence of Emanuela in there. Yeah, even if that was true, why would they put her bones? She would have been dead seven years in his tomb. I don't that, know. Got to put it somewhere. No I know, but that mm-hmm. makes no sense. Um, in May. Oh, here's the next one. Vatican sex scandal theory. This is theory three? Mm-hmm. Theory three. Vatican sex scandal. I like this one the best so far. So this was May of 2012 when, you know, Emanuela's case was back in the news because of the DePettis connection. 85-year-old exorcist, Gabriel Amorth. It's getting better. Same. Yep. Claimed that Emanuela was kidnapped by a member of the Vatican police for sex parties. Okay. And then she was murdered. He also claimed that officials of an unnamed foreign embassy were also involved. I mean, honestly, so far, this is the most realistic. Yeah. Vatican sex parties? Unfortunately, yeah. Yep. I mean, given their track record? Mm, you never know. All the, the only unusual thing is she's not a little boy. Yeah, that's true. Well, this was by the... That sh- well, yeah, Sorry, I guess. All I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's, that's, that sounds fairly sensationalistic. Also, yes. yeah, someone want, is looking for some attention. This, so this guy's an exorcist. Was he yeah. a priest? I thought only priests were exorcists, at least in Catholicism. Yeah. Other than the Warrens. Possibly he was, but it doesn't, doesn't say father. Wow. Gabriel Amorth, just mm-hmm. Gabriel Amorth. He's a freelance exorcist. Rogue <laughs> yeah. exorcist. He advertised, advertised in buses. Yeah, Weird. And so he's okay. No one ever looked that into that investigation. Probably not. Okay. Well, you know, if he just says it on his LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, he put it out there on Facebook, but nothing ever came of it. Yeah, if there had been any evidence of something like that, it, I don't know. Would the, you know, would, I, it, be, would it be covered up? Of course. Uh, she do you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, are, no are the Roman police and the Vatican police? Well, the Vatican has. An investigation for us, but it's not. You know, yeah, it's it's the Vatican. Yeah, grounds is the only place that has jurisdiction. But um, exactly, and she went missing from Rome. So yeah. this is, I'm sure, right? It's been the Roman police that have been yeah. investigating this. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if they had a credible report of something going on in the Vatican, what would they do? I'm sure they'd be scared shitless and yeah. cover it up. Yeah. I can't imagine them going after something that would be that sensational yeah. at the Vatican. A sex, I mean, sex parties I with know. someone kidnapped, no way. Yeah. But that, I'm not saying that that this is in a shred of, of no. truth to this. Yeah. 
accusation. Well, I'm sure there's not. But so no, but he provided no evidence. Just correct assertion. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's not true. So those are the theories, and they're pretty wacky theories. Yeah. There's not. I mean, well, okay, hold on. There must be a common sense theory, like she was kidnapped by whatever to be raped and killed or or trafficked or something like that, right? I mean, that's, that's well, yeah. A, those are all possibilities, but. Okay. You know, there's not, n- nothing specific. You know no. what I mean? No names it's also or a suspects theory or could, anything like that. Correct. A, a theory could also be that she just ran away. Yeah, possibly. To be an Avon rep. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> if that was true, though, it, it became fairly quickly became a huge story. Her face, you said there's posters. Well. I don't know. Yeah. Unless, she, unless she cleared out of Rome. Yeah. She would have had Maybe to. even Italy. She would have been yeah. noticed I, and recognized, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, probably Europe, don't you think? It was, would yeah, have been it was a pretty big, big story deal. all over Europe. Yeah, I, I don't think she ran away. Yeah. I don't think she did either. Yeah. I think she's almost probably did. killed. Well. At the time. So we do have recent activity okay. in the case, kind of. In October 2018, so just last year, some remains were found during some renovation work on the Holy See's embassy to Italy in Rome. Oh, wow. Do you know what the Holy See is? I had to look this one up, too. Mm-hmm. It's the... All this Catholic stuff. It just means the Vatican, yeah, right? The kind Vatican. of. Mm-hmm. They were doing renovations on the embassy in Rome and found some remains. So people immediately think Emanuela. Yeah. So the Orlandi family... That would make sense. Wasn't, I mean. It would. The Orlandi family wasn't super happy about this. But what were they not happy about? Just that immediately when bones are found. Oh, well, bones it, on they Vatican owned that they're property. I, mean, that, I if know. You're not going to, if, if, if the Vatican had anything to do with it or someone connected with the Vatican had something to do with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could be completely, don't get me wrong. It could be some Swiss guard who had a crush on her or something like that. He yeah. made advances, she didn't, and he killed her. Yeah, you that know those person Swiss. is going to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, <laughs> anybody who worked at the Vatican uh, yes. and, and, and was in contact with her because she, she lived there could have killed her and then where are they going to have access to? Mm-hmm. Well, not on the Vatican City itself, maybe. I mean, they could have, but mm-hmm. the other logical place is Vatican soil, Vatican-owned yeah. property. Yeah. Well, they tested those bones and in early February 2019, the bones were proven to be the remains of a Roman man who died between 190 and 230 A.D. Oh, my God. Jesus, so they were way off. Those were some really old bones. Wow. Yep. Then they got an anonymous tip to look for Emmanuel's remains under the statue of an angel pointing to a grave in the tiny Teutonic cemetery inside the Vatican walls. Uh, so the, Teuto- the Teutonic Cemetery is where, what, good German Catholics are buried? Yeah. So in July, I mean, not too long ago, uh, on July 10th, actually, the Vatican announced that they would open two tombs, which <laughs> would be examined by a forensic anthropologist. Giovanni Arcudi. The two tombs, because they fit the sort of riddle-like right. description of where they'd find her remains. Under the sta- yeah, under the statue Which of is the angel. A little, 
Or she was pointing to the graves. A little disconcerting. That why there? Why, yeah. No, and not just that. Why be so coy about it? Just say, here's where exactly where it exactly. is. Exactly, it's in the graves of these print. This German princess buried in 1826. Yes. Whatever. The tombs. Why the little Dan Brown riddle? Exactly. Yeah. You don't need that. Well, you know. Well, it drama. makes me think. Out of drama. Well, or, or I know. Or it's bullshit. Somebody just. I, I, and and do we know who? Are you going to talk about who they think um, did this tip? Oh no! Who do they think did this? I, tip? I, I've read. That the family believes it's someone connected with the Vatican, currently connected with the Vatican. Oh, well, yeah. I think some people believe that there's somebody that knows something. Yes. But, and that all they have to do is say, you know, and, but the Vatican is saying, come on, if we, if somebody here knew something, they would have said something. Yeah. So it is odd. It, like I said, it, it, it would be a more believable story if they didn't if they didn't do the mystery book riddle nonsense yeah. and just said anonymous anonymous tip here's where she's buried go look in that tomb well these tombs were the tomb of the angel that supposedly held the remains of 19th century princesses sophie that's all i'm gonna tell you okay well you can't pronounce her german name uh Hohenlohe Waldenberg Bar- Bartenstein. You nailed that. Oh, mm-hmm. you absolutely nailed that. Don't blame you for not trying. <laughs> <laughs> and right next door to Sophie was supposed to have the remains of Duchess Charlotte Frederica of Mecklenburg Schwerin. Schwerin. Family caller Sydney. <laughs> so anyway, they opened these tombs yeah. on July 11th, 2019. They did not find Emanuela's body, surprisingly enough. They didn't find Princess Sophie or Duchess Charlotte either. Yeah, that's weird. There were no bodies in there whatsoever, which is really weird. So they did a little research. This all happened pretty quickly. The Vatican officials realized that there had been structural work done on the cemetery and in the 1960s and 70s. Say structural work again. Structural work. (laughs) Say rural juror. (laughs) So they thought that at that time, the princess's bones could have been moved. Yeah. We'll put them back. Oh, shit. Yeah. We forgot something, guys. Mm -hmm. Crap. Just get rid of them. Well, and then they announced that two sets of bones had been found near the tombs of the two princesses. So, why they didn't just assume that they would have been the two princesses, but people speculated one set of remains might be Emanuela's. So, and that's where we are now. They they opened up. Well, um, then they found the two ossuaries. Okay, that's right. Which I had to look up ossuary (laughs) because I didn't know what those were. Apparently, it's like a, it's like, it's just a little like a stone box. Where they keep bones. Where, where they, they put, where they move bones to, so that they can store, for lack of a better word, more bones in a compact space. So, so the so the bodies are buried in probably in wooden caskets or whatever, and then they wait several years until things decompose, and then when when it's just bones, they take the bones out of those, they dig them up, mm-hmm. and then they put them in an ossuary. Mm-hmm. So. They're all just mixed, a whole bunch of people's skeletons. Is, it, is this just okay because it's the Vatican? It's okay with me. Do lots of people you do know, this? No, it's not just the Vatican. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, the bones of James 
Jesus's brother were, were said to be found in an ossuary. And it's weird to me because Holy Land people here in America seem to care very much yeah. about yeah. bones being where they're supposed to be, and you know, when things when graves get disturbed, it's like <gasps> yeah, a major deal. Yeah, it's. I don't know. So, the, but these ossuaries weird. were found under like a weird trap door or something like that, right? Like a under. The, they were beneath the floor of an area, yeah, inside the college, closed by a trap door. Yeah, that's odd. But yeah. something over it too. So, and and they had the forensic scientists come in to. Yeah, but it's going to take a long time. Disinter them. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll take a long time to. I, I mean, presumably they'll have to get some. DNA out of the bones, yeah, and do the DNA testing. Yeah, I mean they can probably tell at a glance at least the the key stuff, right? Female gender and age, roughly and size and things like that. And yeah, but they haven't said know. anything yet. Well, that it's whether they even is even in the ballpark of Manuela. No, they found thousands of bones. Oh wow! In yeah, Osiris. Yes. So lots of different people in there. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Yep. And forensic investigators are going to analyze them, and they're expected to use carbon-14 methods. Because, well, I guess carbon-14 methods to obtain a rough estimate of their age. Yeah. And so then they'll go by that. If they're all super old, if they're all 19th yeah. century Standard. bones or whatever, yeah. then they'll or know older. for sure. And they won't have a need to do any expensive DNA testing. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's where it stands now. I mean, this was just... Very recently. Yeah, it was yesterday. July 20th. As we're recording this. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I did, I did read that article today from what happened yesterday, and, and mm-hmm. they're going. So, so they'll do the carbon-14. If there's any bones that are relatively recent, they'll yep. do further DNA testing to yep. see if they might be Emanuela. Yeah, and they don't even really know how many people. Gosh. Those bones, there's thousands of bones. They think it could be as many as a few dozen people. They're just all mixed together. Some are just like fragments of bones, even. They said they were all just piled up. I'm going to go on record and saying they're not going to be her. I suspect those ossuaries were predate her death. I would imagine no so, later too. No the 60s and 70s when they yeah. did that reconstruction. Yeah. The Vatican has always denied, like I said, that it has any information on Emmanuel's disappearance, and it claims that it has given its full support to the family over I, the years. I find that very credible. Yeah, I, mean, why, I do too. There's no nothing to connect. And certainly now, I mean, obviously it's probably different people in charge than who were there at the time, but you know, they're saying their willingness to do everything that they've done this year and at the end of last year certainly yeah. demonstrates. It's just where she lived. This, yeah. It's yeah. like if she lived in a college dorm, would you immediately suspect that the college had her killed? or was involved in something scandalous there that caused her death. No, I and mean, she was not even on the Vatican grounds. She was in Rome taking her flute lessons. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a stretch to think that the college might want to cover something up. Oh, yeah. No, if, if it did have something to do with them, exactly. absolutely. Like yeah. I said, I think the most likely, if there's a connection to the Vatican, is, is that one, it's just somebody who happened to be employed there, got a crush on, on Emanuela, and bad things happened. Yeah. That's my guess. Otherwise, it's... But it, honestly, it could have been like she went to school outside. She went to flat, flute lessons. She lived a normal life in Rome, right? She's outside of the Vatican grounds for yeah. all the day all the day long. She could have met somebody or somebody met her. 
and they used the Avon ruse yeah. to get her in the car. Yeah. And there really was nothing. You know, a lot of the articles are in Italian, which, mm-hmm. believe it or not, say? I don't speak Italian. What? I thought you... Okay. So, right. and this I was, was misinformed. <laughs> I'm to make that clear. Uh, little did Italian. I know, I should have just had you read all the articles and well, I, translate I them I probably for have me. already read them because I read all the papers. <laughs> but I forget. But I don't remember hearing anything about this. I don't think this was... You mean big, in 83? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think either. this was a big story here. I don't think so either. Not that I remember now. Which it should have been. I mean, it's... Yeah, I guess... She, you know, she wasn't blonde. Yeah. I was going to say, people didn't care the a whole States, lot about missing yeah, teenagers yeah. in the 80s. They got to be blonde and on an island or something like that yeah. to really get our attention. <laughs> then we stand up and I don't know. pay attention. So that's it. That's... Um, the story of Emmanuel Orlandi so far. So the next, I mean, yeah. we'll do an update when we do get word of if they, well, the first thing will be the carbon 14. Yeah. And then I, I like I said, I, I'll bet you. I'm, with yeah. her because I think her body is wherever they is yeah. some, dumped somewhere far away. Or maybe she's still alive. I would be shocked. Maybe she's living in the United States. Hope so, but doubt it. Unfortunately. Downer. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, Dean. Sorry. That's just, it's just the probability. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carrie, for that uplifting. Yeah, why are you calling me a downer? It's Carrie's story. Well, I Uh, raised the hope that she's still alive. Okay. Okay. I think she's still alive. Maybe she decided she didn't believe in God. (gasps) Yeah. Moving in. And she had to get the heck out of the Vatican. Hmm. I don't like where you're, I don't like your tone. Why? I don't know. I like your tone. Okay. Well, thank you, Carrie. Tell them where you can find us. Uh, Weirdworldpodcast.com. Weirdworldpodcast on um, Instagram and Facebook and Gmail and Weirdworldpod on Twitter. Oh, also Weirdworldpodcast on Patreon. Thank you. You're welcome. Until next time. See you. We'll see you when it's weird. What? (laughs) We really got to think these things through. All right. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.